disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to the Monaco Grand Prix with me, Dom, and... And me, Ryan. Well, you want to talk about a little bit... Do you want to talk a little bit about the news from the week? Should we start with Jewelry Gate? Yeah, I think we should start with Jewelry Gate just after you fix your, your speech impediment there. <laughs> I get too excited at the start, that's the problem. I get wet yeah, really like, into it. We always seem to absolutely nail the start of every podcast. Every it's, time. It's so, so good that we have a pre-recorded bit to go at the start of Jewelry Gate, yeah. So... This was supposed to be the race where the FAA were having their stance on Hamilton. That if he showed up for practice, they could ban him from racing. And lo and behold, he showed up for practice and he went out and track. And nothing changed. <laughs> and nothing's changed. But apparently, the, he's begun a couple of weeks to do something. I, I, uh, I hope he doesn't. I hope he sticks to his guns. It's a farce. FIA are a farce. Heard it here first. The FAA are a farce. <laughs> F for farce. I for inconsistent. I'll, I'll leave A for something else. So, someone please uh, email in to f one properrain at gmail.com if you could make up a better acronym for the FIA. And if anyone knows a good speech therapist for Dom, that would be great. Uh, it's my internet. <laughs> ah, good one. <laughs> the FIA, F is definitely for farce. I is for inconsistent. And A, I can't think of something, but please feel free to write in at f one purplerain at gmail.com. I'm sure there's something better than I can think of, beginning with A. Yes, please do. Please do. And also email in with a speech therapist, if anyone knows, because Dom needs it. So, what do you yeah. blame is it? What do you blame is it, Ooh, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, the Monaco Grand Prix, the slowest track on the calendar with the least full throttle. Uh, I heard they were talking about opening up, um, the drivers were talking about, and the FIA was on about giving them a four second for qualifying, giving them a four second gap in between each car so they can set their lap. But uh, it only took them quickly to work out that that's impossible because the lap is shorter than 20 cars times four. So that never came into tuition. Tuition? Fruition. Fruition, yeah. That'd be the stupidest rule ever. It's like, it takes like like 1.08 seconds or something or 1.10, like 10 seconds to get around that track. Exactly. It's a completely idiot idea. Yeah, so um, apparently this could be the last year of the Monaco Grand Prix. This is the last of the current deal, and um, they're not too sure. Apparently there's some issues with the deal to be extended. Oh, which, obviously um, money, but... Um, oh, aye, yeah. Yeah, definitely is money. I can't think I of mean, anything else. If it was based on people's reviews of the race over the last 10 years, then also definitely that would be an issue. But I don't know, you know, because obviously the uh, American media company now own the Formula One brand. yeah. That's why they're pushing all these uh, American tracks. I I think they'll end up pushing it out anyway. Heard it here first that uh, we'll end up with more tracks like Miami and Las Vegas and New York. The, Indi- the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> the Indianapolis we, just, 500. We, just, we just drive around in, a, in an oval. Woo! Woo! <laughs> that would be the most boring race of all time. What, the Indianapolis or the Monaco Grand Prix? <laughs> the, <laughs> the Indianapolis. At least there's quarters in the Monaco Grand Prix. Some might hit a wall. But yeah, no, but it's like a, at least it's like at least track. At least the five hundred you can overtake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose that is that's very true. <laughs> I don't know. It's a wider track, much faster, more full throttle. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just I think it'd be one of them tracks if it goes, people will won't know how how good it was until it actually isn't there anymore. 
I mean, I know it's got a lot of heritage and there's been there has been some good races there, but not many. I mean, I mean, the last is since Formula One's been going for 72 years, we've raced in Monaco 67 times. Um, good stuff. But uh, I, not many of them have been great. No, well, not many that we've seen. No, no normally qualifying is more interesting than the race. Because the race is just a driver's parade that lasts 60 laps. Yeah. Without the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And the only time someone overtakes someone is if someone goes into the pits. Yeah. Or Nicholas the TV crashes. Yeah. <laughs> one or the other. Did you know as well, uh, Leclerc has never finished a Formula One race in his hometown? Yeah, that's a joke. Absolute joke. And suddenly he's drove, what, one year at Cyber and then the rest of the time at... And um, Ferrari, he's never finished a race a month ago. Yeah, he's just got the worst luck at this track. The worst. Yeah, yeah you can pair that with like Lewis Hamilton, who's won like pretty much every Silverstone Grand Prix he's ever been at. <laughs> You're supposed to have the home advantage. What's yeah, yeah, the fans may get behind him. Was, oh no, Leclerc's in the wall yet again. Oh, the fans, the fans gave me an extra second off my lap. Yeah. Whereas the Claire's like, oh, the fans cheered too loud across into the wall. <laughs> the fans brought the corner a second closer. I don't know. He just struggles, doesn't he? I mean, they're not all he, his fault. Some of them have been um, technical, but uh, yeah. Still his fault, though, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Like he, he, needs, he needs some death, not luck this weekend. Yeah, definitely. So, should we get into the qualifying? Yes, let's just get stuck straight into the Monaco Grand Prix qualifying, though. So, uh, let's break it down. Uh, Q1. There was uh, a lot of different things going on. What did you think in Q1? Uh, well, the red flag didn't help, I don't think, in Q1 for some people. Like, so, like, Pierre Gasly, like, did you see how close he was to making it? Like, yeah. two tenths, like, two tenths. He was, he was away from making it because his teammate is an idiot. I just could not believe um, how much track evolution there was. Like, oh, yeah. When I saw like people coming, like, Alonso set the fastest time at one point, and I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then, like, anyone was setting fastest laps and i was like what is going on the track evolution was like every time they go out for another lap they were like they were fueling up obviously for two three laps at a time and just constantly going it was like it was q3 not q1 yeah there was there was so many different like qualifying strategies like some people were going out for like two cooldown laps and then their lap and then yeah. some people were just going for one then going boom and then some people were doing one lap and then two hot laps you're just gonna have a clue what was going on Absolutely. All the drivers were, were complaining, especially like Charles Leclerc complained so much during qualifying because they kept firing him in in like the worst place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone was out all the time. That's the problem. It's as we said before, there's not enough space on the track to have four seconds in between each car. So someone is always in traffic at some point. Like, like in Q1, in Q1, Leclerc was like, I'm really nervous about where we keep going on this track. And then a second later, he sets the fastest lap. You're like, just chop the clear and get yourself out there and track me. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't know about this, but why we keep putting ourselves in this track? And then he just goes and sets purple, purple, purple. Do you know, as most cars did more than 10 laps in Q1. It was more like a practice. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's, usually you just go out, do literally a um, flat, like a your out lap and then your hot lap and then and your in-lap. In. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And then you go and do one more. You normally do two. So that's four laps maximum. Every car did more than ten laps in Q one. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Like it's yeah, you can't. That's almost impossible to find a, a gap to go out and do a hot lap on. No, and then you had Sainz and uh, Perez at the exact same time in Q one as well. Yeah, 
been a while since we've uh, seen that. And obviously we talked about that um, in our bonus a few episodes ago about people setting the exact same time lap. Yeah, it's very, it's very rare it happens. Like, Well, very rare. Yeah, obviously a thousand to one. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah. the Sonoda red flag seemed absolutely pointless. I'm not quite sure why that was. Yeah, like he clipped the side of the wall, like the side of the barrier. Obviously wrecked his wheel, but then there was not like, I don't understand why the red flag. And then they showed Gasly drive around afterwards and there's just a steward standing on the, on the road you're like just getting like what well, you did and they, were, they were very quick that red flag they were like proper like this has to go out straight away and you're like why yeah but obviously when one person flags it because they saw the contact and they obviously assumed i don't know maybe something on the there was something on the track or something but then everyone has to red flag it's not like a yellow way it's on the sector only red flag then triggers all the red flags and obviously the yeah. race and automatically gets finished yeah it wasn't it was the stupidest red flag compared to the one that happened later on in Q in Q three, like, but we'll get to that in a bit. But um our key one was was massively affected by that red flag because obviously you had Gasly out straight away and then you no, know, you had um obviously the red flag in Q one that caused major issues, especially for Gasly, who did look quick this weekend, and then obviously gets knocked out in seventeenth. But yeah, just not having the luck of the green, is he? No. So um unfortunately in Q one we lost um Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. Nailed it. Um he also didn't make it to the line to set up a last fast last fast lap. He was livid on the radio. Oh, he was not a not a happy man. Yeah. And then um the T feet in nineteenth, unfortunately, which is probably well, I wrote down it's his usual position. So <laughs> and I know the listeners can't see this, but we will start releasing some of the videos of these chats when uh, I buy Ryan a T-shirt to wear. But uh, <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, Ryan, and I don't know if you can see that, and you can confirm to the listeners, Latifi. No more day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have Latifi, 19th, his usual position. <laughs> no more day at the office. Uh, brilliant. This just shows how on par we are. Brilliant. Stroll, then in 18, he was absolutely livid as well. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, he did not sound happy. With, like, every time he went out, legitimately sounded raging that they were, that they were out. Yeah, it must be hard being a millionaire. <laughs> Gasly, we spoke about in at 17. Also, I mean, the, I mean, Gasly, Stroll and Joe Guan Yu were on the radio. It honestly sounded like they were a football match screaming down the radio. Absolutely livid. And it was Gasly's teammate who wrecked him. Yeah, but yeah, out qualified again though. So yeah, and then uh, Mr. Redhead in at sixteen, yeah. Alex Album. He needs to get rid of the red hair. Yeah, he has a score of points. No, yeah, he, he needs to worry about points. points. Yeah, worry yeah. about points. Instead of his hair color, instead of his hairstyle. But technically, it's a home track for him as well because he lives there, doesn't he? I think Red Bull um, bought. He had an apartment there, didn't he? Maybe not now. It's yeah, changing. yeah, I think he did. I think Williams. You just live in like what some shack, don't you? A tent. <laughs> There's a tent at every at every race. This... <laughs> Haven holiday camp somewhere. <laughs> like Butlins, England or something lives in? Yeah, Skegness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably had to drive over from Skegness. <laughs> Apologies to Williams, we're not making fun of you. No, no. I well, mean, we, well, we are. All in, good, all in good faith. Yeah, so then Q2, we're run up through the order. Uh, so then at 15, uh, Michael Schumacher. Unfortunate. I think 15, I think he showed a bit more pace than that. Yeah, they seem to struggle a little bit uh, in qualifying the Haas team today. But I think um, slow speed is not good for them in their setup. I think they're quite uh, top speed set up their car in general. Because they're doing, they do much better on the other tracks. So Yeah. Yeah, in at 14, we say it every week. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo. 
Uh, in my notes, I just wrote poor. I wrote, I wrote what has gone on? Zero pace. Kevin Magnuson, uh, that's probably the true pace of the Haas in at 13. Yeah. Bottas, I wrote unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. surprised by Bottas, like, to be fair. Yeah, I think he was unlucky not to get into the top 10. It was a, oh. it was a tough uh, session. All of the sessions were really tough and qualifying. I just, I just said it wasn't good enough. I think <laughs> Bottas... I think Bottas' season's going to probably be a victim of his own success. Yeah. Because he's doing so much better than what people thought that car could do. You know, every time he has a bad day, people are like, no, nah, that's that's terrible, that's shocking, that's unacceptable. And then people have to remind people that he's driving for an Alfa Romeo. Yeah. No, you're right. And I think you have to remember as well, as the season goes on, the development packages in the bigger teams, I know that there's a budget cap, but still... The Is develop- there? I think we've heard. I think we had a budget cap probably recently. <laughs> But there still will be better developments in the bigger teams that have uh, the re- mm. better resources. Let's put it that way. So, that, yeah. Um, and Alpha Romeo will fall back, I'm sure. And then, like you said, he'll be a victim of his own success then because they won't stop performing. And I think it's the same for Haas as well. Even though with the budget cap, I think uh, they don't have the sort of resources that the other teams do. Yeah, um, definitely. So let's see. But uh, did you see that Bottas uh, sold a, uh, a photo, a signed photo of himself? Yes, his last, his, la- his last copy to Lewis Hamilton of him with his arse, with his butt out. Did you see the interview before he sold him that, where they brought it up to Hamilton in the press? And, and uh, Hamilton said, that's one of the funniest photos I've ever seen, referring yeah. to the one where he's been photoshopped in it. Yeah. yeah. And he said, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this, he's selling them for charity. He's like, oh, I would buy one. And then, then obviously, then he's had to go yeah. buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, small change for Hamilton. But... Oh, yeah. 50, 50K. And it's like, oh, I've got that right now in my pocket yeah. here. here, here. I, def- <laughs> I definitely want that photo. These are, I think deep down, he was hoping for the photo with him photoshopped in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably got it. and was like, oh, that's not the one I've seen. Yeah. For uh, 50K, I was expecting the one, one with yeah. me in it. Yeah. Well, come on, Valtteri. Pick one with me in it. Last team photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, uh, yeah, in at 11, Yuki Sonoda. I mean, it's beginning to be a new Bad Back Award for Sonoda. Yeah, this, he's, this season. Yeah, he's doing better than Gasly this year, which is such a shame because Gasly is such a good driver as well. But um, did you see in Q2 that Leclerc missed the way bridge? Yes, I did, yeah. They he were, just drove past another push him back. Yeah, Ferrari uh, mechanics were running out trying to push him back in. Apparently, if he pulled into the garage, then he would have. It would have been a penalty for him. Yeah, but luckily, because he didn't. Yeah, they uh, pushed him back. They let it slide. But surely that's not safe. Do you know what I mean? Running down with a full team of men. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like it wasn't like two guys. It was like the whole garage was like down. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, where's the safety rules there? Jesus Christ. Yeah, not sure about that rule, but okay. Yeah, it was strange. Then into Q3. And this is where things got a wee bit interesting, I thought, in Q3. Not that the qualifying wasn't interesting before, but did you see, like, I think we'll talk about first the red flag incident. Which one? The, the Perez one. Ah, but of course. <laughs> he, he loses it round, quite a slow corner. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Sainz is wrong something. <laughs> just heard. I'm amazed. Signs is not getting a penalty for that because uh, there was definitely a yellow before. And obviously the way he worded it afterwards was like, yeah, I saw it. And then I didn't have, there was no time to react. I like, hmm. Sure you just say, I didn't see it. And I go, oh no, I, I saw the yellow. I just was like, oh, I'm already going to the corner. So. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I mean, uh, it's a shame for, I was gutted for Perez. I was thinking, oh, Perez, you're having such a good weekend. It's like, you only have to keep it together that last half lap. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure the conspiracy theorists will say he was doing a Rosberg and uh, ruining Max's lap. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Max appeared afterwards and um, 
he was not one bit happy. Uh, no, I wrote in my notes, maximum moody. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, sh- it showed him afterwards, he got out of his car, and he just stormed straight into, like, the, like their, their, pit, their pit box, and there's, like, his helmet was off, everything gloves, he just stormed straight into the back. You seen walk past Helmut Marco as well, and Helmut yeah. Marco tried to speak with him and ignored him. <laughs> yeah, and Ted Crawford's like, "Oh, he looks—he looks a bit unhappy there." I mean, to be fair to Perez, uh, Max wasn't going to beat his t- his lap time. No, like, all day Max looked really off a pace. He was day. always about four tenths down the yeah. whole day, and even in the practices as well, he was down. And it was good to see because I'm it was getting a bit um, of a one sided story. So I'm really pleased for Perez. Uh, especially after the last race where he's got the team orders given to him. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. But, um, like, did you see how good the lap was from Charles Leclerc? Yeah. A one eleven three, and he was smashing it. And like, kept... and, that, and when he got that red flag came out, he was already, like, two tenths up all that time already. Yeah, I was just about to say the same. He, kept, he was picking up more pace every time that no one else was finding because other people were going back out and they sort of looked like they reached the limit of their pace. They weren't improving on times, but look, like mm. we're still finding a huge amount of time on the table compared to everybody else. Yeah, some drivers were like their laps look really dodgy. Like in the last sector for Norris, he was sliding like loads and everywhere, but still sets to set a far like a faster lap, even though he looked like he was losing so much time. Yeah, like loads of cars were sliding as well. Like Lewis was sliding everywhere, even Perez was sliding even before he, he crashed. Russell got a is a time deleted, but. I think he was letting signs go through. And then, did you, this is interesting. I thought, Dom, um, when they sit in Q3, they said that next year they're reducing the amount of tower sets that they'll have for, for qualifying. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. So they're going to run less, more mm. head towards the sustainability and things. But so, like, could it possibly be like turn into like maybe like a watch up, like a one shot qualifying, where literally you go out and do like a lap dead early and then there's a lap towards the end? Maybe, yeah. I mean, to be honest, there is a hell of a lot of tyres they use doing it across three. But mm. yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to bring. Um, no, it's, it's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, I don't. I just hope it doesn't mean they're going to stick. I don't know, because even with, I was just thinking about the sprint race, but then the sprint race still has qualifying. So then don't have a sprint race because that uses loads of tyres as well. Yeah, exactly. It, I'm confused. Yeah. 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 I'm I don't sure. get it. Should we run through the top 10 then? Uh, yes. Right. Uh, in its 10, Ocon. Solid performance. Yeah, really solid. Um, I think Alpine are really picking up uh, time and picking up a real good race car this season. They just, they're going to creep past, I think, the Alfa Romeos. Mm-hmm, definitely. And um, then Vettel, ninth. Brilliant. Yeah, also really good. He was buzzing to make it in the top 10. Rightly oh, yeah. so. Uh, their, their car has not been good this year. I would say it's the second worst car on, on the grid at the moment. So oh, yeah, a, definitely. A great, great result. Then... The seven-time world Hamilton. champion. Per. Uh, if you don't mind, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yes, Sir Sir Lewis Hamilton, yes. Don't want to get ourselves into trouble like other media outlets. But yeah, that was a... Yeah, he, just, he lost all his pace that you find on, like, Friday. Mm. Yeah, I just think he's been happy with the setup so far. But at, I, at least I think from there, he can try something tomorrow. But uh, we have to wait and see. Oh, try something during the race. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Then um, Fernando Alonso, solid as always. Yeah, again, Alpine looking good. But he also uh, would have caused a red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah you see, he was randomly crashed for no yeah. reason. It was like when they showed up on the TV, I was like, is this to do with the same incident? But he's miles <laughs> away. Like, what's going on? He just randomly binned it in the wall and wrecked his front wing. It's like last lap, everyone crashes it at the same time. Yeah, stupid. Like, and then in um, sixth place, George Russell, yet again, Mr. Saturday, outperforming Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, he's solid. 
You have to give him that much. Uh, best of the Mercs today, for sure. Just seems to be really getting more out of the car, especially in these sort of tracks, in practice as well as in the in like last race as well. So I have to give it to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Mr. Weekend is what he should be called now. <laughs> Mr. Weekend. Mr. Weekend. Um, but no, definitely very strong lap there, for, uh, lap there for Russell. Sixth place, probably the best of what he can manage. So yeah, um, but I'd say su- surprise of the session. Not a little worse than fifth. Yeah, that's a great result from him. And I saw one stat come up uh, when uh, he was in qualifying saying that he's breaking for the chicane after the tunnel five metres later than last of the late breakers, his teammate Daniel Ricciardo. So just shows that he's much more in tune with that car, has a lot more confidence, just really getting much more out of it. And to get it up in fifth, it's the best of the rest, isn't it? Yeah, if- and he's and he's still suffering a bit from his tonsillitis as well, like. Yeah, it's a great, great he, result. He was talking afterwards. He looked dead. Like he still, he was like, no. He's like, no. I feel better. I feel fine. But he looked, he, he looked ill. And he looked proper bad. Like, yeah. In a form, Max Verstappen. He's just not had the pace this weekend. He has just been, yeah, nowhere. Which is uh, good for Perez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for Perez. Good for the Ferraris. Like Verstappen. He was, he just, he was miles off the pace. Like miles. Like. So far behind, just can't get the right setup. So, but it's good for yeah, good for Perez and good for the Ferraris and good for the championship battle as well. That uh, mm. especially means he won't win the race in theory because whoever normally gets pole wins the race. Yeah, but um, good to see. It means it change makes it keeps it interesting. Yeah, then in, in at number three, Sergio Perez. Yeah, um, yeah, he had a good pace, but obviously he was pushing way too hard there. And obviously, yeah. the wall caused the red flag. But and, uh, still, I qualified uh, Verstappen as is is an easy job. So he's done well there. Yeah, really good job. Uh, he just looked really in tune with the car and in practice as well. So really cheap, like really chuffed for him to see him up there. Just a shame he span it right at the end. And talking about spinning it right at the end, uh, Carlos Sainz, who drove yeah, into Carlos, him afterwards. Yeah, Carlos Sainz in second. Um, doesn't understand what a yellow flag means. But yeah, um, again, good good pace, good times from Sainz, but I don't understand what he was doing driving in the Perez at the end. No. He came out after in the interview and reckons he, he could have got pole was possible, but not not the race I not the qualifying I was watching. <laughs> like yeah. Leclerc was setting faster and faster times. No way was pole in, in the grasp for him mm. at all. <laughs> like Leclerc, obviously he's first here. Yeah. Looked pretty much unstoppable. Hundred percent. I mean, he was just getting—he was getting more time out of the car more than anybody else. Every time he went out, he was just finding unreal amounts of time, lap time on the board. So no yeah. one was going to get pole from him today. Not even yeah. if Max was having a good day. I don't yeah. think he, he would have got it. But um, do you know that was Leclerc's fourteenth pole of his career, Dom? Fourteenth. Yeah, and that puts him level with rising superstar, everyone's favorite driver now, Max Verstappen. <laughs> I mean, rising superstar. Yeah. Current, sorry, sorry, sorry I'll, I'll rephrase that. Yeah. So he's got 14 poles, the same as current F1 world champion Max Verstappen. Oh, you mean the one that has number one on his car? Yes. Is that, yeah, that, that means he was world champion, didn't it? It does. Yes, yes it does. Yeah. Is there a wee asterisk beside it? <laughs> oh, I wish there was. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> Might have to Photoshop that in myself. <laughs> yeah. No, Leclerc was amazing. And, uh, unstoppable today really good qualifying actually it was uh 
way more interesting than I was uh, expecting from Monaco. Uh, it was really interesting. I know we were expecting red flags, but it was just the track evolution was just catching so many people out. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was good qualifying. Hopefully the race will be as good, if not better. Hopefully not worse. Yeah. And I did hear there's some sneaky suspicion of rain, which you did text me about. So Yeah. There is prediction tomorrow, but um, when I last checked the forecast, it said that it will be cut. The rain will come at five o'clock, and the race should have already been finished by then. But you never know; it's a coastal uh, circuit uh, just below the mountains. Anything can happen. But I'm, I'm fingers crossed the rain because if not, it's going to be an extremely boring race. And we're okay. just we're just everyone will be pitting after the safety car from Latifi. So, how confident are you about your predictions last week? Uh, I think from the qualifying, my predictions are horrific. Just to recap, you said last week Hamilton first. It looks strong so far. (laughs) Max second, Perez third. Yeah, I'm not confident with that. Uh, You said uh, fastest lap was Russell. Great. Excellent. And you put to retire Leclerc. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, that could could still happen. And I put Hamilton first, Russell second, (laughs) Max third. I put Max also fastest lap. Okay, not a a bad show. And I put Sainz to retire. I mean, again, he did crash in quality, so I wasn't far off. (laughs) I think think we may have let our Mercedes bias slip a wee bit into our predictions after the Spanish Grand Prix. I think you might be right. Right then, Ryan, the Monaco Grand Prix. Welcome to the second part of our podcast. And um, I know we said there might be a slight chance of rain, but it might come afterwards. I did not expect a what I thought was going to be a rerun of Spa from last year. Oh, my God. It was so similar to Spa. And all the commentators kept saying, they've, <laughs> the FIA have learned nothing from Spa. Nothing. They've learned nothing from Spa. This is this is a joke, and it was a well, joke. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like I was sitting there watching, it and I was like, "Oh, there's wee spits of rain." Because Kit Harington was talking at the time, he goes, "Oh, there's wee bits of like spit of rain." And I was like, "Okay, that this could be interesting." I didn't think it would rain that much. Where engineers were knocking each other down in the pit lane because they were running about trying to find tires for their cars. Do you know what I wrote in my notes? I said, um, "Most interesting race of the day: engineers running with the tires." <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you see them? Like, they were pelted around everywhere. Yeah. Like, trying to find trying to find a set of tires to fire on the cars. Unbelievable. The FIA changed dead last minute that the cars need to be on the wets. So, but before then, some of them prepared already prepared on the inters. So it was all over the place. It was just mad crazy. No one knew what to do. One minute, all the cars are on inters. Next minute, all the cars are on wet. I'm sure they're not easy to push around, those tires. They must oh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. In the pouring rain, like, like it wasn't like we spits of rain. It was proper lashing down, like, and they were drenched, like properly drenched. Yeah, it looked horrid. It looked an absolute chaos. It looked yeah, it was. Chaos. It wasn't. It wasn't organised. I actually thought it was going to be like Spa. I was like, see if they just fall asleep in the car for two laps and go points awarded. Boom, we're done. I would actually cried. I probably would have gave up. Yeah, I mean, the FIA needs to really review how they handle uh, the starts of wet races. It needs to be way more streamlined than that because it was like a nearly an hour or over that we had to wait for the race to start. Like, Horner was right. Horner said, why didn't they start on the Inters? 
yeah, get a couple of, get a couple laps in, then needs be red flag it, and then they go in. Definitely, I, I completely agree <laughs> with. Uh, I know, Horner, I know, I know, I know. Christian I can't Horner, believe Christian Horner, the media hall, and just while we're talking about him, the media hall was back again on the pit wall as the oh. uh, representative from the team principals for the day. Like, is there any other team principal that can speak uh, for the race? <laughs> I don't think any other team principal exists. It's every week. Like, oh, and we're he, with Red Bull this week with uh, Christian Horner. I'm like, sure. It must be. It must be. Horner must be retiring next year and join Sky Sports. That, that must be it. He's Even not, this must be his like, addition to get in. He's the reserve. He's the res- like a reserve driver, but he's the reserve presenter. It, it has to be. Wings. Next year, instead of Jensen Button and Nico Rosberg, you'll have... Christian Horner standing there talking like it, it, that's, that's what it feels like I'm sick of hearing him speak about everything hey, to be honest he doesn't have anything interesting to say he's just repeating what I can see like, I and it yes, obviously yes. doesn't give away any of the strategy from Red Bull obviously so all he's doing is just repeating what I, everyone else can see on the TV like yeah it seems pretty wet out there be interesting to see what uh, strategies the other teams will do well done yeah <laughs> yeah it seems to be the, the rain seems to be getting heavier yeah it's a bit damp now it's like, yeah, cheers, man. I can, I can see that. Like, for that hour and like eight minutes wait that we had, the highlight was of it was dead. Well, there's two highlights for me. Toto Wolf was the only team principal. He just didn't seem to care. He was up, like, around with like the fans, like, are these celebrities just chatting and having a laugh? It doesn't seem, didn't seem to have, like, didn't seem to care at all about talking about strategy or nothing. He was just happy enough meeting and greeting, having a nice wee laugh. And then just <clears throat> giving a banana. To, to Ted Kravitz because he felt <laughs> he felt he might be hungry. Yeah, <laughs> but he was also Joss was also pushing tires with the engineers yeah. involved. Yeah, he's like, right there. And uh, you see, just Ted hiding in a tunnel way as every yeah. now and then the camera would pass by him. He's just in the cam- hiding under a tunnel. Just, he's just he's just standing there, it's like just trying to keep himself dry. But and the idiot engineer that kept standing in the pit lane, setting off the foghorn. <laughs> I'm like, get out of the way, obviously. Like, even Ted was like, look, I'm going to have to go because all, all anyone at home can hear is the foghorn that I'm stood next to. Because <laughs> it's someone in the way. Yeah, it was, it was chaos. Absolute chaos. Really badly uh, executed. I get it's for safety, but uh, they should have just started on the inters. They've started much worse rain and it's been fine. And yes, yeah, it's they, Monaco, but please. Because it, when it was spitting, that's when they decided to delay the race for like 15 minutes. They could yeah. go out there, get a few laps mm-hmm. and all done. But sure, it's two, it's, two, it's two brand new race directors, so obviously they're learning on the job. Yeah, but was, okay, you're learning on the job, but you should be with someone who knows what they're doing as well. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be just completely... Like, like when you learn to drive a car, you do it with an instructor. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't just, you don't just get given the keys and you go crash it on the motorway. <laughs> It's it's like it's like the FA just going like me and you here doing to be the race directors next week. Aye. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, no uh, problem. I, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but sure, I'll give it a bash. It was uh yeah, really interesting. Did you also hear that the some of the engineers were saying to Ricardo said uh we think it'll rain again, but there's a dead zone in the radar. And we saw <laughs> we saw a cloud go into it. I was like, what well, is this stranger things? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable! What do you mean the cloud went into the dead zone? And now we're not yeah. sure if it's going to come out and attack. Some like other dimension, just in Monaco, just a dead zone. What is going on at Monaco? And then you had you had Lewis Hamilton just sitting in his car, just going. Everyone just needs to stay calm. There's a lot yeah. of chaos here. Just everyone just needs to relax. That just shows how experienced he is, doesn't it? Like he's not losing his cool at all. 
during just, that. Just, uh, just sat in his car like, I just see everyone just seems to stay calm here. And then, and then for some reason, the FA decided we'll, we'll have a rolling start. Yeah, I, again, and, I don't understand it. But then, like, did you, like, I watched it on Sky and um, they didn't even realise that the laps had started, the races started. What? So it was like lap two and then Brundle was like, oh, these laps have come, have came out. Oh, okay, I guess we've started the race then. Yeah, I... From what I understood and what I heard, it was the formation laps, they came out, this is how inexperienced the FIA was, they come out and said, no, this is not, definitely not the start of the race, it's not going to, it's not going to count, we're still going to have the full race, but what they didn't take into account was the fact that the cars are only fueled for the exact amount of laps they need to do, and uh, it's against the regulation to bring them in and fuel them because it's very dangerous and all the issues they have with refueling cars on track before when lots of people got set on fire, so instead... They realised that after the teams complained, the FIA, and realised that they had to have made the race, had already started, because or else the cars won't finish the finish the race. Yeah, because it was, they were they were coming through a tunnel, and then it just said lap two of 77, the top corner, and Brundle was like, oh, I guess, I guess we've started the race then. And I was like, have we? I was like, I thought we were just doing, like, just doing that. And then obviously that's when the safety car in, like, went in, and then we did the roll and start. Which Brundle was very unhappy about. Yeah. He's like, "Why would why would in rule and start?" It's so like it's his quote was, "This isn't junior racing. This is F one." <laughs> like, he was uh, livid about the whole thing. I mean, yeah, he, like, he, he was all. It's came not out like this. it's not like they haven't like raced in the rain before. It's I because he, he came out and said, "Oh no, we haven't raced in the rain this weekend." And like we've raced in the rain before at other tracks. It can't be that much different. No, I completely agree with him. It was, and he said this as well. Like it's it's like we've learned nothing from Spa. And he's completely right. And he was livid about the way it was going down. And so was oh, yeah. I. I was like, what is going on? Like, and I like, I was watching in the comfort of my own home. And I obviously had a few plans myself, but it, like imagine people that really had something important to do and were structured to watch it and have to wait an hour to, to watch it. Yeah, because even even Crofty was like, um, I've I've got a flight to catch straight after this, straight after this. He goes, I'm gonna, I got the stay of Brundle. <laughs> Unbelievable! It was fast. And do you see the mistake? Another thing: do you see the mistake on the uh, graphics that said the Red Bulls were on Inters when they were? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, because it confused everyone. I was like, "There's no way they are they Inters." I thought it because it is. If you start under a safety car in the rain, you have to be on extreme wets. That's what like it is. Yeah. And everyone was confused. Everyone was like, "What's going on?" And then no, no one could see the tires. Just they were getting like, "What kind of other on?" Exactly. I I couldn't work it out. I was like. Uh, are they? I was thinking, sneaky, sneaky little red bulls gone to the <laughs> yeah. And oh, then, yeah, but then it was like, are they? Like, not allowed, is it? Yeah, surely, surely they're not going to be. They're going to throw it to the FA that much and just throw it enters in front of everyone and be like, no, 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 no. They're 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 wets. They're extreme wets. It was luckily we got racing. Yeah, that's all. I'm because if, if it was like Spa, I think I would have just ended up crying my eyes out. Yeah, I think I would have turned it off. But then I won't be able to give the, do this podcast, so I don't have to talk about. But you know what? We we just spent a lot of time talking about just before the race started. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about difference. what actually happened in the race. Well, I'd like to give an honourable mention to the Canadians. Oh yeah, yeah. The Canadians were on fire today. <laughs> As the nationality goes, uh, it was nice to see that all the Canadians crashed today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like- why? Like, they're idiots. They're so stupid. Like, they are. No offence, but they're both terrible. <laughs> I get it's wet conditions, but uh, I did enjoy both of them crashing very similar times as well. Oh, the Canadians. Canadians crashing duo. I know, like, you think they're used to racing in the rain? <laughs> yeah, you would. Maybe it's just snow and ice. Mm, yeah, maybe maybe the rain's not their forte. But unbelievable. Then, unbelievable. um... 
obviously the um, Hamilton and Ocon coming together. That has to be the latest call on a penalty being given from an instant I've ever seen. I, I was like, wait, I actually forgot about it. I thought they just ignored it, noted. And then uh, yeah. like, even the commentators were getting confused. It's like, is that the first new incident? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we haven't seen anything. Like, it can't be for that one of Hamilton like 50 laps ago or whatever it was. It was exactly. just shambles. Like, what are the FIA doing? Were they on a toilet break or something? What's yeah. going on? FIA, I honestly had a not, they didn't have a very good race. Bless them if it is like their first one, but seriously, they should at least get someone in to give them a hand. Yeah, like someone who's actually knows what like race at Monaco's like. Yeah, they were struggling big time. It was nice to see Perez just forgot how to tire manage uh, when he <laughs> locked his tires up after he came out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. For once, he actually wrecks it. Yeah. It was good though. I, li- I liked um, the radio message to Norris, whereas in the was like, Norris, plan B, plan B. And he goes, I'm at 100% pace. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I can't go any faster. I'm at 100%. I'm <laughs> like, he's, he's like, I'm, well, I'm like, I know I'm going slow, but I haven't got anything else to give. There were quite a few interesting um, comments on the radio. I mean, when Ocon got told he had the penalty, that was quite funny as well. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, what? <laughs> he, he was just like, what? He drives into me and I get a five-second penalty. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't write down word for word, but it was really funny. Like, meh. Well, he was probably just pissed that it was happened like 50 laps ago. Like, what? <laughs> what? He was just getting on his race cruising happy. Oh, I might get a point or two here. Oh, no, but I've got a five-second penalty. Smash it. Funny. Really funny. And then, um, obviously, Alonso being told to hold Hamilton as the most mad strategy I've ever seen. That was the most ridiculous part of that whole race. Like, yep. he, like after that restart, E-bus has been like, okay, I can't catch, I can't catch these guys in front. So I know what I'll do. I'll drive three seconds slower than everyone else and hold up all the cars behind me because the guy who beat me in his rookie year <laughs> is right there. Yeah, and I'll ruin my also teammates' uh, chances of finishing in the points because I'll back him right up into a whole massive train of cars. That was one of the best radio messages ever when Alcon was like. After he was told, he was easy to get his five second time, but he goes, uh, Can we tell Alonso to hurry up? Because um, he's blocking, he's holding up Hamlin and me. He's just like, I'm stuck here, this massive queue of people. I mean, what were they thinking? I uh, That just proves why Monaco should be binned as a track. It should definitely be gone 100%. Like, it was, yeah. it's a joke. If, it, if, uh, if a car three seconds slow off the pace can hold up, more than 10 cars. I mean, the, the pack would... Like, if there was more laps, the pack would have came round and overtook them. Not They, they weren't yeah. that far away. No. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they actually ran the distance, like, they would be overtook. Like, Lewis asked Bono how far they are ahead, and he wouldn't tell them that they were 50 seconds ahead of him. Yeah. And then he said, are they behind? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not ahead. He asked if they were behind. Oh, it was unbelievable. Obviously, that all came about because Mick Schumacher had a massive crash. Wow. I don't know what's going on with a Haas car, but it does like to split in half. That was yeah. that crash. I could not believe he walked out of that crash. It looked, I think it looked far worse than what it was. And it looked, it looked bad. Like it's it, on board, it looked bad. It looked really bad. I'm just glad it didn't set on fire as well. But uh, it looked, yeah, it looked really, really, really bad. Um, luckily, the, I don't think the monocoque, you know, what holds the, the driver inside is like a shell. Yeah. That obviously didn't break, but everything around the back of it, completely ripped off yeah i didn't realize that like the gearbox part is supposed to detach now like easier oh uh, yeah so then obviously the flames remember grosjean's crash yeah obviously the flames won't ignite and go obviously 
like like yeah, like, yeah Grosjean's did, but but I feel I feel like it broke too easily though. Do you know what I mean? It looked, I mean, it was a bad crash, definitely, but with, like the state of the car compared to the weight of the impact. Yeah, like it looks like, far worse. Like we've seen other people dr- like crash at that same stage, and the car hasn't ended up on like two pieces. Yeah, I mean, do you remember that crash where Alonso rolled it across the gravel? Yeah, and then climbed out upside down. Yeah, walked away. Like, that wasn't ripped in half. Do you know what I mean? I know it was. It was crazy. Like. I think the most confusing part about that crash was as soon as it happened, it showed Kevin Magnussen standing there. And I was like, so, I was like, okay, so how long was that crash? Because Kevin Magnussen's now out and just standing there with no helmet on. And they even said Sky Sports, like, oh, well, there's there's Kevin Magnussen. And then it took me a, real, a bit to realise that Magnussen had already retired. Yeah, but they never mentioned it. He just, I mean, this is another thing about the race direction is that like, they're not even, they were covering the wrong stuff at the wrong times. Like they were just watching Hamlin about to come up again, trying to overtake uh, someone again, and then they switched to I think a Ferrari leaving leaving the pit, not not even entering the pit. And we're like, like what are we watching? Like, can we yeah, at like, least watch the action? Yeah, like, because like Crofter and Brundle, do they even know what happened to Magnussen? Nobody knows. Like, I mean, they're like, they're like, okay, we guess a technical failure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we don't even know ourselves. Unbelievable. It, the race wasn't managed well, not not that way, not from a broadcast point of view or an FIA point of view. It was a bit all over the place. But yeah, I have no idea. I still don't know why Magnussen was out. And it was really strange because you just saw one Haas ripped in half, definitely a Haas. Yeah. And there's Kevin Magnussen walking around. It, just, yeah. it was, like, it was at that, I think it was at that point in the race where there was so much going on because you had you had loads of random, you had obviously just before uh, Schumacher's red flag, you had loads of random yellow flags because drivers were just some reason driving off the track to get out of people's way for no reason. You had people on wets, you had people on enters, you had people then go on the hards, you had people on mediums. It was just like every tire combination you could imagine was on that track at one, at one point. Yeah, that was one of the only interesting things about the race. But even though there was people on wets, intermediates, hards, it was still no one overtaking. The only yeah. person I saw do any decent overtaking was Gasly. Oh, Gasly... And- when Gazi put on the enders, he was flying. Oh, right at the start, it was too early. Like, he was... Do you see him? He lost it on his outlap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oof, that's maybe a bit early. Because uh, everyone was using it. It was like a benchmark, weren't they? Going, okay, we'll see what ga- times Gazi. And then he didn't put any good times in for a while. And then suddenly just click, and he was just blistering away. That's what annoyed me about the Mercs today. Like, they didn't they didn't make any gambles with, the, uh, with their... Um, strategy they brought in Hamilton too late onto the inters I think and then by the time Hamilton's like really fired up on the inters people were coming in onto hards like they were just slow off the uh they were slow on it I think signs made the best call of everyone going on to hards I think oh yeah it, I think it was a great call it looked his, dangerous his, his radio call was brilliant they're like okay box box we've got a box you know for endurance and he's like no we're staying out and then his engineer went I'll be back to you in a second and then it comes back and goes, uh signs stay out He's yeah, like, I'm not coming in. He made definitely the right call today. And uh, based on that call, he should have won it. But the, the <laughs> he was very unlucky that he got it is, overcut is a rare thing. Yeah, it is exactly what we've said before, though. If it's not the drivers crashing, it's Ferrari doing something stupid. And I don't understand what they did. Like, they brought on Sainz, yes, because he wanted to go straight from the wets into the softs. It already pitted Leclerc from wets and enters. And then the town the pit, and then as he's already driving in right behind sides, they're like, stay out, stay out. And he's like losing, absolutely losing his mind because he's, they've, they've double stacked them. 
Yeah, it, unbelievable. They really made a big mistake here. It reminded me a little bit of two other instances. Do you remember when they did that to Hammer and like, pit, 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 no, don't, 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 no, pit, pit, pit. And he had to oh, yeah, cross, he, 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 he came back out of the line. He's like, make your mind up. <laughs> and then it also happened to Norris, didn't it, in Baku, I think. He got told to come in or not come in. I think it was a safety car as well. And then he, they got done, he got penalised for it. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it was Baku, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah but man. that was like, that was, if it's not the drivers messing up, it's, it's just their strategy, which after the race, Rogsberg did say, like, Ferrari have struggled with strategy for years. Like, Red Bull and Mercedes have been brilliant. And then Ferrari have just kept making all these random mistakes. Yeah. Did you see, um, well, obviously Max Verstappen was complaining again, as always, but a little bit less than other races. But uh, we won't go on too much about how much he loves to complain. Well, at least it's DRS, Mark. What if I finally get turned on? Oh, yeah. What's the point in Monaco, though? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know it makes no uh, difference. Signs well, was very close to a big crash on the main straight. Did you see that? Where he, he oh, touched the, touched that, the wet. Save, that save was brilliant. Yeah. And then did you see he goes on, uh, go, Joe, Joe Guan Yu, his save as well? Yeah. That was, he was, he was proper sideways. Yeah. Like, proper sideways, right beside. He, literally, that was my next note was to mention Joe Guan Yu's save as well. They were very lucky, the pair of them. Um, but like apart from them two saves, did you see how many drivers were literally like inches away from like losing their car? Yeah. Like at all times. Like even when like everyone was on wets, people were sliding everywhere. When people were on enters and it was still too wet, they were sliding Gasly was sliding everywhere. And when people went under, under the hards, they were just like literally like sec like inches away from wrecking themselves. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's what, that's why people say they love this course. Or they love this track. But a lot of people were lucky. To be honest, I was expecting a lot more DNFs. But, yeah, um, I know. So was I. But Considering it was wet, I don't feel like it was any more than normal. Should we run down the top 20? Yes, that's it. Let's head down the top 20. So, in 20th, I have Magnussen and then Rooked didn't realise he retired. <laughs> Undisclosed. Um, maybe he was in the dead zone. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah maybe, maybe he was caught Maybe he was caught in this infamous dead zone. <laughs> he went missing from the radar. <laughs> Just teleported from the track into the into the paddock. Like, oh, I'm in here. I'm in here. Uh, <laughs> then I'll see Nick Schumacher. His huge crash. Good to see he was out and walking about. Yeah, f- amazed that he's, he's alive, to be honest. Yeah, and that's a couple of big crashes Mick Schumacher's had this season already. So he just needs he needs to either have to do something with the car or he just needs to stop taking inspiration from Mazepin. <laughs> Mazepin, yeah. Yes, and then 18th, Albon retired. Another good showing from Albon today. I think he pitted a lot of, a lot as well. He was, I think he was on, he was, he, he was one of the first on hards, wasn't he? Pretty sure he was one of the first ones to go under the hards. Oh, yeah, that's exactly um, right. I can tell yeah. you how many times he pitted. Alex Albon pitted three times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um seventeenth, Yuki Sruda. He had a pretty pretty shocking race to be fair. Like uh, four four pit stops and he was one lap down as well. But he kept kept randomly like driving off track. So he didn't just like park it up. He 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 caused a couple of yellow flags from just trying to get out of people's way. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And he was on the softs at the end as well, which is pretty I wouldn't have no. been on the softs at all during this that no, race. Definitely not. Um and then sixteenth, uh Gojan Yu. Um he actually pushed it hard. Like, you could see he was actually, like, pushing it. And obviously, he had a great save as well. Yeah, lucky. I mean, it's his first time in the tr- at the track. So, I think that's, I think that's respectable, considering you could... Uh, at least you finished the race. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then, our, one of our... That next, our, our Canadian pair. <laughs> team uh, Canada. Canada! Yes, team- hell yeah! Yeah! Coming again to crash into the wall! 
Canada, 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 hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, we have Team Canada. Um, Latifi <laughs> in 15th. Um, my note for Latifi is basically hit the wall and then cruise around. <laughs> <laughs> Went, look for somewhere to have lunch. <laughs> like, I, he, he didn't really do much, to be fair, but 15th in the Williams, and he's hit, and he finished again of, ahead of Albon. Um, Obviously, Albon retired. And then we have the other Team Canada member, Lance Stroll. Canada, hell yeah. Coming again, a crash into your wall. Uh, then he was the, the last of the non-lapped drivers. So fair play in there. He's one up on Latifi in that one. He also very lackluster raced and really doing a great deal. It wasn't really about. And then the Honey Badger in 13th, Danny Rick. Like, come on. I mean. What is going on? What shocks me about the race today is considering that it was wet condition and everyone was on different strategies and there was a safety car and there was everything to play for. No one really, other than Gasly, made a leap to try something. And Gasly, with the gamble, did pull pull off. Remember, he started 17th. So Gasly yeah. was the only one that took the gamble and paid off. Everybody else just played it safe and exactly. stupid. Exactly. And McLaren missed a, missed a trick there. And you would think... You know, Ricardo would be one of the ones who would risk it. Like he qualified 14th, and you have all these things that are going to at least help the backmarkers move forward. And there he is in the 13th. Like he has, he has serious work to do, Danny Ricardo. And there is talks of there is a clause in his contract where they can get rid of him at the end of the season. I think he'll be gone, and that would be a shame if you lose him from F1. Yeah, he's definitely he's the most liked guy. I mean, he's yeah. great, isn't he? Because Nigel Rosberg was talking about it afterwards, saying three or four years ago he was like top. You would say top four or five drivers in the grid, and he's just dropped off so much, like so, so much. And you can see his pace isn't there anymore. Like, what? Like, why is he so slow? I don't think another team will pick him up. Like, I don't think there's another team that would. A lot of teams are quite happy with their with their driver yeah. driver line. Apart, apart, apart from Williams, who you know Latifi, there's rumours of him going, but they have Nick De Vries lined up because Mercedes want to get him in. Yeah, there's no way Williams would take Ricardo. No, I don't think they can. I don't think Ricardo would go. To be honest. No, um, yeah, but that was he needs to pull some out the second half of the season. Well, we're not even halfway through, like so. Yeah, um, and then we have in twelfth, Alcon. Um, obviously had his penalty for um, ramming Hamilton for no reason. Is what obviously the stewards decided. But did he, after the race, they asked him about the penalty, and he says he went to the stewards and asked about it. Yeah, and they they said um, if this was last year, it would have been a racing incident. And he goes, okay, so why am I getting a penalty? And they didn't give him an explanation. What does that mean? It, that's what the that's what the um, reporter asked. He just said he's he just like I have no idea. He goes I don't know. He goes he's like I don't have a thing. Like Hamilton didn't do it. You know, it was like you know he drove into me or or, or nothing. He was just like literally they said it would be a racing incident last year. And he goes I don't know what's changed in the year. Did he, he like, get um? Did he take the five seconds out of pit stop? No, I think no. At the end of the race, I think. He well, took then it. what happened to him then? Because I don't understand his strategy. Because him and Hamilton both pitted at the same time. Um, I think I think the stewards took that long. To deliberate over what hit, what would happen to him that he get the like they only get the penalty after he has all his pit stops. Yeah, but my my point is him and he was one second behind Hamilton, and then they both pitted at the same time, and then they both then he came out much back further. Like he wasn't behind Hamilton anymore. I didn't understand it, and I was like, well, did he take the five second already? Like, did we not see it? Like, no. it was very confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I can't explain. Broadcast it. feed was all over the place. It wasn't yeah. showing the right stuff half the but, time. Obviously, he could have still finished in the points if he wasn't held up by his teammate, um, which is unfortunate because, you know, could have scored some more points for their team. And then in 11th place uh, was Gasly. 
he to be fair, he did make up a lot of ground though from starting seventeenth. And when he put on those enters first, he was he was flying through people. He was actually overtaking a Monaco, which is something of a achievement. I mean, he's one of the only people I think was doing any overtakes during the whole race. Um, there wasn't much to watch, to be honest. Um, yeah, they made a really good call. I think coming in, I know it was a bit ropey at the first few laps on his uh, on his tyres, but they made the right call. And I think if it was possible to overtake in Monaco, he came in at the right time. And I think it was a two-stop, once to intermediates and once to, to slicks. I think that was the way it should have went. But because yeah, no, was... one could, no one could overtake anybody, it was a... Well, once once the race started to get dry, that's when overtaking and any kind of excitement ended. Yeah, exactly. Oh well. Oh well. So, so then the top ten. Let's talk about in at number ten, who I think had a really good drive. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, good drive. Um, I think they were on. I don't think they were. Stra- I think he had a good drive, but I don't think the strategy at Aston Martin was the one of the better ones. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think he. I know he obviously finished miles ahead of Stroll and in the points, but I think uh, he would have got more if they followed some of the others on the. Uh, there was better strategy out there today, as you can see with some of the grid. But uh, still, at least he's in the points and he's showing that um, he's worth his weight still in the team. I hope he stays in the sport a few more years. Yeah, well, obviously he was picked up in the points from because of uh, Arcon's penalty, so that helped. But yeah, still, still, nevertheless, it's still a good drive. Yeah. Uh, then in number nine. Valtteri Bottas, uh, the car is just not looking that good on slow speed tracks, it looks like. But uh, Bottas again, <laughs> outperforming his teammate by a long shot and uh, still flying through the bad back awards. Yeah, it's good to, good to see he's still in the points. But again, yeah, supported by the train conductor, who we'll talk about when we get to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was probably his worst drive of the year, but, you know, that Alf is probably built for different tracks, to be fair performs far better in different tracks. Yeah. Then in at number eight, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Well, to be honest, it proved today that Monaco is a track we shouldn't race at. I don't think you can say race and Monaco in the same sentence because it wasn't a race. And Alonso yeah, was... proved that uh, at Hamilton today. Hamilton was basically a trailer just being dragged around. There was nothing. I know. He, there, was nothing there was nothing he could do. Like he was so fast at one point in the race and then he got stuck behind um, a man who clearly still holds a grudge against him. <laughs> yeah, the, the Spanish train conductor. Uh, he just ruined it. Like, and he also ruined Ocon's race, which is, it was mad. I don't understand the, the, the sense. And it ruined the race. It sort of nullified everyone from, which is mad, from seventh down. Yeah, like Lewis said, he wasn't, he wasn't like annoyed by it and stuff like, you know, they asked him where he could have came, and he was like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. He goes, the pace was there, but God knows. You could see he wanted to say he would have been up with Russell and Norris, but he just, I think he was pissed off. Yeah, well, I would be. The race was completely ruined by someone for no reason. Well, I, I get it a little bit. You, you want to hold on to the position. You don't think you can hold it on. But yeah, it just made the race another reason why the race was rubbish. Then in at seven. The Spanish train conductor. I mean, we sort of talked about him already. Yeah, I mean, they were looking all right in parts of the race. Um, but then after that last red flag and they all came out, he just, yeah, just held everyone up uh, to save his tyres till the end. And it, yeah. yeah, it just it basically I, ended the race for seventh I, down. I liked Lewis. I liked Fernando Alonso up until this race. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's on Twitter, like you said, a lot of people were saying uh, still holding a grudge. Um, like, I'm loving the speculation online. Like, set, like, give, like coming out of that kind of strategy is ridiculous. Like, how is that racing? How is that Formula One? They go, actually, here, we, we might not catch Norris in front, so tell you what, you just drive ridiculously slow and hold everyone else up. Just don't get it. it was... how, is that? how is that Formula One? How is that even allowed? Like, surely you can't, you're not allowed to go that slow. Yes, yes, he went off and set a fastest lap and then ended up four seconds ahead. But for like 20 laps, he just drove like five like miles he, Like he was looking for a car park space. Yeah, exactly. On Sunday. I mean, it was actually embarrassing. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, well. Move on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he ruined the race. I don't, there's not much, I don't want to bang on about it. It's just he ruined it for everyone. Everyone, spectators, the sport, <laughs> Monaco trying to get another contract, ruined it for everyone. And no one benefited. Uh, in at six, yeah, uh, Lando Norris. Yeah, he had a good drive. And to be honest, he only lot really lost out to Russell in the strategy because he was ahead of Russell originally. Um, yeah, he um, pretty much had a boring race, I'd, I'd say. He was just driving on his own. Yeah, yeah, just no threat from behind because, <laughs> again, we won't talk about, but yep. there was definitely no threat from behind. And, yeah, so Russell and Norris were doing a similar pace, but they were just, yeah just bringing it home. Yeah, just, just running in their own little race. Then in at number five, George Russell, as I said, similar pace to Norris, uh, jumped Norris with the strategy, uh, worked out well for Mercedes to get an extra point. Um, and they're the best of the rest, to be honest. They were both pretty, even Stevens, um, and they both had a, just a standard race, like you said, on their own, just going around on their own. Yeah, pretty much. Then the top two teams and the top four, now, these obviously, these four ran away with it in their own separate little train. Um, and almost gave, yeah, they gave themselves another pit stop free if they wanted to at the end. Yeah. Uh, they were that much faster than Russell and Norris. And these four, it just shows the pace of Ferrari and Red Bull right now. And um, yeah, in at fourth, though, was the pole sitter, uh, Mr. Lucky, Mr. Home Turf. Uh... I, I feel so sorry for him again. I just can't believe it's another Monaco Grand Prix and he's not on the podium and he's he's got pole here twice in a row. I know. It's, I actually feel sorry for him. Like he he he, he himself did nothing wrong. It was whatever whatever that stupid strategy call was. I just don't get it. Pit box 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 behind sides come and then even he didn't even question it. He just followed the blindly in. And they're like, no, no, stay out, stay out, stay out. And he's like, what? Uh, what the? He was like, what the? Yeah, he was, he was not happy. Like, but I, I watched uh, his, his um, lap, his end lap to the pits, and he was stuck behind Albon for basically half a lap. Like, I think I sent you the footage of it, and um, like, there's just blue flags at every single corner, telling Albon to move, and he just didn't. And he held him up so much, which I don't know how that's allowed. There was so many points where Albon could just moved over and let him go. I mean, I would say the FIA need to look at this, but um, I'm, I'm also say Helmut Marco needs to look at this because somebody's in somebody's pocket there. Heard it here first. Yeah, like um, like even Leclerc was on the radio just shouting, like, why isn't he getting out of the way? Why is he not moving? And Albon was just like, nah, blue flag? Nah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, it's the same car as my car. Oh, well, maybe they're waving for me. Maybe he thought it was a reflection. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's... Or maybe he had a wee sneaky message from Horner. Before the race, if you get if you get ahead of Leclerc at any point, hold, hold him, him up. up. 
I mean, it's, it's really hard to prove, but I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't put it past Red Bull. I really wouldn't. It's um, disgusting. And then, like, they even uh, got done for crossing the line. Now, this happened not so long ago, uh, last season, I believe. And, yeah, last um, season, yeah. And the year before, someone else was done for it. people were done for it. It's really serious. And they even made it more serious this time. Like, you're not even allowed to be on it at all. And yeah, uh, it's, in the, it's in the driver's agreement that you have to stay to the right. You cannot, you, like, go on the line at all. And yet, things happened, and... You know, we could go on, like Ferrari had their role of getting away with the FAA, Mercedes, people say will, but it, there's just points of blatant influence from Red Bull now. What, what really annoys me is it's just taking the uh, sport element out of the sport. It's now becoming entertainment, like WWE wrestling. If they're going to just decide that who, whenever they want, who can break the rules to make the race more interesting, then it's not a race anymore. It's scripted, it's a drama. I'm asking like, what's- I- I was thinking about this, like, if it was Hamilton and Verstappen, I don't think Verstappen would have got a penalty for that. It was disgusting, and uh, I don't know I don't know how they're not getting penalties for that. And I feel, I feel like the FIA are afraid now to uh, to change the race results after the race, because they obviously didn't do it with Hamilton when they should have. They're obviously not going to do it uh, this time with Monaco, again with Red Bull, when they should. Um, but let's not forget, you look back to only um, last couple of seasons, Sebastian Vettel had the podium taken away from him because of his fuel. Now, they're not, they're not, now they don't even care. As long as who was on the podium is who they want to be on a podium, they won't, they won't say nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as the, as the, new, the new aero drivers are up there. That's it, exactly. They want the young people to bring in the new supporters for the sport. And you hit the nail on the head. I'm sure of that. Like they don't, they're not that excited when Hamilton is on the podium or Sebastian Vettel anymore. It's uh, all about the new era, and even you can see that with the new FF, uh, the new F1 2022 game, because the actual original game Hamilton's not even on the cover. Yeah, it's it's uh, Russell, Norris, and Leclerc, isn't it? Exactly. On this one? All young, new people. Um, and, then, and then they have a champions edition, which has like Hamilton, Alonso, and Vettel and Verstappen on it. But obviously the base game, which everyone's going to buy, has the new the new era drivers in it. I mean, you've only got to read into it, haven't you? Uh, you don't have to, it's not rocket science just to see what they're trying to push as an agenda. And I get it. They want to drum up more support for the sport. I mean, I think we're doing all right. They sell out every more races this year has been sell out than many years before. And I know that's partly because after the corona, uh, the rules have been easier and people can start going back to these events but uh, it's been huge sellout crowds for a lot of the tracks which is not that normal uh, yeah. normally you can still get a ticket very late on to get to these uh, events but this whole uh, like this whole like dramatizing like stuff and you know pushing like drivers and like agendas like it, f1 doesn't need it f1's been around since the 50s exactly it makes it makes its own drama its own rivalries you don't need to push any of this stupid storylines about Oh, this guy hits him. This guy, blah 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 blah. I wouldn't be surprised if you, you can tell did. that. You can tell. You can tell that from like the way they stand on the podium with each other, the way they do interviews with each other, the way that their general behavior is. Drivers generally don't like each other at certain points. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Liberty Media are influenced Jewelry Gate as well. Just to really, they're really just trying to close the door on the and just they're just creating drama for no reason. It, that's what it feels like, and they're just taking everything away from the sport. I don't get it, and I, I get it's it's very American to get all these young people in and 
good looking uh, front covers, but uh, it's not it's not why the motorsport fans watch the sport. Motorsport fans watch the sport for the racing. No other reason. They don't give a. Um, unlike what Christian Horner said, you know, all these women are watching the sport for these young, beautiful drivers. No, maybe they watch the sport because they're actually interested in it. He's, he's just on another planet. I don't understand where his comments come from. Him and Helmut Marco, I feel are like are just on another planet. I don't understand them at all. And Red Bull are pushing them, shoehorning, shoehorning them, <laughs> excuse the pun, shoehornering themselves into... <laughs> <laughs> shoehornering. I love it. <laughs> shoehornering themselves into the media spotlight. They love it. <laughs> I, I'm i loving this wee tangent we're going on, but... Um, so, yeah, fourth place was Charles Leclerc, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, in at third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, lucky on strategy... He's had a poor weekend, I, I I believe, and I'm sure that other people will say he had a phenomenal race because he made one place at a track you can't overtake. But no. uh, from my from my eyes, it was a lucky strategy, and only because Ferrari made all the mistakes, um, he was really nowhere today. He was, I mean, yeah. I'm sure when you uh, do, you know what I really well, last tangent is. Do you ever see these power rankings done by the FIA? Oh, uh, don't even get me started on the power rankings. They're absolutely dreadful. They are they are shocking. Like they gave Russell in Spain a nine point six, and gave Hamlin a nine point two. Hamlin came from. <laughs> From 19th to finish fifth, and was the fastest man on the track. I know. How can, how can you give someone who, yes, oh yes, oh he battled for Stappen for a few while. Oh yes, boom, boom, boom. But they're pushing this. I, I, I don't want to get started. I, don't right. just... I just couldn't believe it. I've seen the ones after uh, after Monaco, and it just it boiled it just boiled my blood. I also was just in disbelief that who they've decided, and it's just it's ridiculous. I'm not sure who the judges are, but they must work for Red Bull. Yeah. I think... I think we just let's just get this this standings out of the way, and then we then we'll, All right. we'll chat. Uh, Carlos Sainz. Uh, to be honest, he was unlucky uh, on strategy. Ferrari probably made the wrong call, um, but he overruled them, so it saved his yeah. race. Yeah, um, uh, he was unlucky. The only reason I wrote he's unlucky, and the reason he is unlucky is because he should have won. He but he got done on the overtake. He got done on the over. Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. Overcut. Thank you. Oh my god. I was like the overtake. Well, Dominic, that there's overtakes happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get done. You get done. The overtake. Oh god. I was like, what? That's not the word. Overcut. Yeah, they got done hugely on the overcut. But yeah, it turns out maybe it looks like they were held up by certain people. Let's not dwell on that anymore. But he was unlucky. I think he should have won that race. Yeah. Um. But he, he he looked he looked generally upset after the race. He looked so disappointed in finishing second. Yeah, I mean, I think he was lucky. He looked like he had the pace, but he he did make a little mistake. He went onto the wet on the on the pit straight and nearly yeah. nearly lost the car big but time. It was it was a great save though. Like that was yeah. it. Like almost, like it was as good as um, Joe Guan Yu's save. And then in at number one, and to be honest, he also deserved it. I think the two drivers, first and second, both would have deserved a win today. Yeah, uh, it was definitely. Sergio Perez. Other than his little mishap at the uh, qualifying, uh, yeah, he had a solid race and deserved to be ahead of Max. And I'm glad because I was expecting waiting for the team uh, team orders to come through. You took, like, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, I was, the whole race, I was waiting. If Verstappen got one place behind him, but I would go, uh, yeah, use your own different strategies, so it's time for you to swap. Or, or at least hold up signs. Yeah, yeah. Hold up signs so Verstappen can go past him. I was waiting for that the whole time. But love, love Perez, like he's great, you know, solid second driver. But did you see like how muted their Horner celebration was on on the podium, I missed it. No, oh, hey, if it was Verstappen, he would have went a lot more mental. And Verstappen, and Verstappen, 
barely said a word. They, they barely congratulated him. Yeah, I, I saw that bit, though. He didn't congratulate him. Did you see in the interview that they had to be reminded by David Coulthard about congratulating his teammate? It was disgusting. Yeah. Absolute disgusting. He's so self-centred, that man. Unbelievable. I mean, you, like, to, be, you, to be world-class F1 champion doesn't mean you need to be a rude, self-centred, um, arrogant... I don't, I'm trying really hard not to swear. <laughs> boy. He's just, he's, he's just a boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it just shows uh, he's poorly brought up. I have to say, poorly. He's poor mannered, poor, poor person, poor character. It's disgusting. The well, fact that he has to him. be reminded, the fact that he had to be reminded to thank his, to congratulate his teammate. If that was anybody other driver, the first thing they come out and say is, "Oh, congratulations to my teammate. He's had a phenomenal day today. Uh, yeah. I really had it." Like you hear it from Hamilton all the time. It's almost a running joke. Like thank the team, thank the teammate. Yeah. Well, he, Hamilton, Hamilton still thanked Rosberg and stuff when they when they were on the right. He still was like, "Good drive from Rosberg. That was brilliant." Yeah, disgusting for poor manners. And it, it that, that grinds me up. Anyway, but Perez deserved the win today. And even if his team wasn't going to celebrate or congratulate for him, uh, he definitely deserved it. Nice to see that him win a race. Um, nice to see him have a dominant weekend. I uh, yeah. hope, hope to see more of it. I actually don't mind seeing Red Bull win. I just don't like seeing Max run around like he owns the track and Horner running around like he owns the media. But other than that, yeah. it was a good race. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Only- I, I enjoyed bits of it until it got dry, and then once it dried down, that was kind of it. Yeah, I mean, that was the only good thing about it. It just left you on tenterhooks because you're like, oh, what's going to happen now? But the FIA kept, just kept ruining the race by stopping it, yeah. and not, not starting it. And then and then Alonso came in and just completely killed the race off. That was exactly. it. And yeah. that was the Monaco Grand Prix. And I think I'm going to call it... <laughs> I'm torn between Monaco Lame, Alonso Train... <laughs> Something along those lines. Or Alonso Rain. No, Monaco Rain, Alonso Train, FIA Lane. Yeah, yeah, heard I think. Yeah, yeah, heard it here first. And then I'll write the description as always. But there's just a few things I want to like pop up on. Obviously, after the race, um, Ferrari put a complaint in against Red Bull, in which we've talked about, saying that they actually, the stewards kicked them out, kicked uh, Ferrari's complaint out. And it was it's the same, same steward that was involved in the Abu Dhabi. Um, Interesting controversy, mm, conspiracy. Yeah, Derek. I guess Derek Stewart or something. I might, I might be wrong. If someone sure actually knows, knows sure his name, it's not um, Derek Marco, or, or is it Derek Corner? I don't know. It could what, be Derek Corner. Yeah, or Derek Wheatley. I don't know. Uh, John from Wheatley, like snaking himself into places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I think, I think it, it was him there, and uh, a lot of people were saying that this guy is partly just an absolute scum. Like, why aren't stewards being held accountable for things when there's two brand new? race directors involved um, yeah unbelievable I mean it's, it's just disgusting they're not even going to entertain entertain the rules that are broken I know I know and, uh, and actually Ferrari had valid valid points and examples of when the rules have been broken exactly the same by other drivers um, and then you see partly why the race was delayed at the start the grid lights didn't work oh, no, I didn't see that no yes, that was so the reason yeah, apparently the lights wouldn't work. That's why they they were going to roll and start as well. So they had a power cut. Oh my god! Because uh, wow. also um, Sky lost their footage as well due to power cut halfway through. For <laughs> maybe, a bit. maybe it was because the dead zone. Yes, the dead. Yes, the that dead zone around Monaco where <laughs> <laughs> nothing works. Where um, the good lights didn't work. Sky <laughs> lost her footage. Kev Magnussen went in too and then appeared. <laughs> Do you reckon it was a uh, Red Bull? Um... <laughs> yeah. Red Bull EMP. <laughs> yeah, just boop, drops it in. Unbelievable. Dead zone. Um, and then I was actually reading some interesting comments by Ross Braun. Ross yeah. Braun came out and 
said that um, people think that Hamilton is driving badly for the sake of it and isn't as quick as Russell are clearly stupid and have no idea about F1. He says he he says he he thinks it's obvious that Hamilton is using these races for the benefit of Mercedes development. Yeah. He says they're letting Russell use the bog standard um, setups and cars and just send him out. And Hamilton's going, well, actually, why don't we try this setup? Why don't we see what, what, this, what happens if we if we do this with the car? What happens if we do this? Can we see what happens with this? And then change the car to here. And Ross Brown's actually like, if people think that Hamilton's just not, not, not good enough anymore, clearly have no idea. That is interesting. And this is the old team boss of the team before Toto Wolf. Yeah, and Ross Brown is a genius. Like yeah. everyone, everyone said, like he's a certain, he knows his stuff. He 100% knows his stuff. He obviously owned the team Braun, where they came from nowhere and won the Grand Prix with uh, Jensen Button. Then he has many world titles at Ferrari and he has, uh, he set up and built Mercedes when they came back into the sport and set them up with Hamilton and was key to bringing Hamilton over to the team. And it was a key factor in getting the team to be as successful as they are now. They would not be anything without Ross Braun. So he definitely knows what he's talking about, 100%. And that, so, then, he, he, then he was in charge of the whole sport. So, yeah. Well, no, no, he, still, he, he still is, isn't he? He still is. Him and uh, Dom Cali, aren't they? Yeah. So this is what uh, Ross Braun had to say. So in, in these races, he was looking for solutions and playing with the settings of the car. To some extent, he is sacrificing these Grand Prix to collect the data for Mercedes. I get this, I get this information from the team. George Russell went the more usual way, and Lewis tried to solve the problems. When they say George retains, retrains Lewis and defeats him in the races, I think people don't see the picture. I think he's right. I wouldn't argue with him. Yeah, and um, I think even if you're not a Hamilton fan, you'd be a fool to not believe uh, words from Braun. Because I think it would be stupid if Mercedes made Russell do it. Brown the end of the team. Make him just go, okay, you just... I, I, I agree. And to be honest, I still believe that uh, Hamilton will close the gaps in the points to Russell towards the end of the season. Yeah. I, I, I think if Hamilton and Mercedes sort that car out, he'll be flying again. Like, absolutely flying. Yeah, I, I definitely believe as well. And it, it answers a lot of the questions because sometimes it's been way off, sometimes it's been close. So it's, it, it makes sense to, to try something new on one car so you can see what's working, 100%. And you'd obviously pick the driver who's been there longest and knows the team and knows the engineers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just a shame he's been so unlucky with the calls, like uh, safety cars and strategy and weather and tie. He's just been unlucky on the on these things. Because actually without if you if you took that out of the factor, then he would have finished alongside or above the teammate and you get a more clearer picture of what the car's doing. But uh, I mean they can see, I mean like you saw from the last um race Total came on and said you were the fastest man on track by some quite dif- by some distance. Do you know what I mean? So something was working within the car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well I hope that everyone has enjoyed listening to us ramble on about the Farsigo Monaco Grand Prix and our, and our obvious dislike for Red Bull, which is, I think, has came apparent right now. I just pe- hate people with no manners and people that love showing off, like Horner. Other than that, I don't mind the team. If you could take those two out of it. Like when Sebastian Vettel was there, quite enjoyed it. And when yeah. Sebastian Vettel was with Daniel Ricciardo, also quite enjoyed the team. What I like about Red Bull is they they're the sharpest end of the strategy every time. Even when they're in the lead with the fastest car, they have the best strategy. They they don't mind rolling the dice ever. Whereas some teams play it safe and then end up with nothing. And I think yeah. I think you're better to roll the dice in this sport. And uh, yeah, that I, I I agree with that. I agree with that um, to that extent. Like that's one of the things I like about watching their team 
they're the fastest pit stops and they always roll the dice on strategy um annoyingly so more than some other teams that i'd like to see roll the dice yeah <laughs> but okay. apart from that i have just a dislike for everything about the operation yeah <laughs> from the helmet down yeah <laughs> <laughs> from the helmet all the way down the shaft <laughs> from the helmet to the horn <laughs> <laughs> heard it here first why everyone i hope you've enjoyed listening to the monaco farce of a grand prix but um at least it gave us a lot to talk about i hope you have a good week and we'll see you all back in baku well done yeah. <laughs> baku. but that's two weeks away baku's two weeks away so we have a free week this weekend so hopefully we'll release another bonus podcast well everyone uh thanks for listening if you want to get in touch contact us on f1 Purple rain at gmail.com. <laughs> Have a good week. Yes, well, thanks everyone for listening. And Sorry. until next time. Thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplerain.